What's up, Bills Mafia? This is Gregory Russo, defensive end for the Buffalo Bills, and you are listening to the lockdown of Jake Jordan. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the coolest place in Bills Mafia outside of Western New York. I am your host, Jake. This is the lowdown, and uh, I've got some bad news. Uh, some technical difficulties have stopped me from being able to give you the most recent show that I can to talk about the absolute nothing that is the NFL landscape right now without talking about things that are a little bit... Uh, out of out of touch don't don't talk about that not something that i really want to touch when it comes to conversation pieces but what i do have for you is a conversation that took place a long long time ago on a different podcast network and uh well it still kind of holds up today we talk about who we think are the worst fan bases in the nfl and we got two of them i'm not going to spoil it for you but i will let you go into the past in a time where you know i was just getting started podcasting and it was just me and my brother on a couch together just talking some buffalo bills football so here you go the two teams that we you know picked and nominated as being the worst in the nfl and i will see you guys next week with hopefully a non-interrupted recent podcast Going into it, we're going to talk about just like a bunch of stuff today. Really, the main thing is we want to talk about fans that get on our nerves. Bryce, you know, the whole season I've made content on YouTube. So, you know, I made videos, you know, trying to, you know, poke and prod it. Some like we're going to obliterate the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to school the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to... Uh, like grill the Miami Dolphins, you know, something like that. Like, and I, I got to run into a ton of different characters from all of the fan bases. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's just one that I want to narrow down to, but you know, everybody has their assholes in their fan base, but I don't know if I can nail down just one fan base where everybody seems to be an asshole. Not, and when I say everybody, I don't mean like every single person, but a large group of what I see on Twitter, what I see on Facebook, what I see on you know YouTube and in my videos and stuff. Uh, I've I've met all of these characters, and I do have one you know group that stands out in my mind and we've had conversations where we talk about these groups because being a content creator me running into these people i see their comments i like to talk to people and the closest people are in my household and they have to hear it all the time like bryce does and bryce we already discussed our two fan groups i do believe before the show even went live here uh or live to us it's not really live this is a recording um bryce I'm going to let you start because I feel like, you know, during the course of the season, the one fan base that you talked to me the most about was the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And, you know, 
I've actually, like, I have no problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And this is just from my, like, thing. When I made the video going against Pittsburgh, they were just coming off of a loss against the Washington football team. So all the comments were kind of respectful, like right. saying, like, yeah, you guys are probably going to destroy us. But throughout the whole season, especially when they were going on that 11-0 and run, you were telling me about one Pittsburgh Steelers fan in particular. <laughs> oh and, you know, God, I want to let you get this off off your chest because uh maybe you can send this to him too like be like hey listen to this week's podcast you asshole i want you to hear this uh i want to give you the floor and you know i'll i'll respond to you and we'll talk about it but go into your friend the pittsburgh steelers fan and then we'll get into the pittsburgh steelers fans as a whole and how they acted this year okay okay so we know they start. They start off eleven and zero. Juju's dancing all over the logos, all that. My friend, my friend's here. He's like, he's so confident. He's going into Buffalo. He's like, we're gonna smack you guys. He's like, whatever it takes. After coming off the loss from the football team. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he said it's just down game. Down it's a game. fluke. Yeah, fluke, fluke, fluke. And uh, we're going into it, and he's like. Our whole team's injured now. Typical excuse for a team. Now, I'm I'm going to go into that and say that, you know, injuries are a big reason why teams maybe do lose games. Right. They do, you know, they lose their big stars. And when they don't have those big stars, especially for a team like Pittsburgh, you know, they kind of just lose the one thing that was good because their defense was a Super Bowl caliber right, defense exactly. but their offense this year was just absolutely awful and there were plenty of games during that 11 and 0 run where they were just absolute like they should have lost against Dallas yeah, who true, was true. like one of the worst teams in the league it looked yeah. like at that point and like i i can see I couldn't see a reason why after losing to the football team, anybody would be that confident going into a game against Buffalo when, you know, Buffalo look at our strength of schedule. That's what Mm -hmm. I was, that's what I was going to touch on. It's like he was going in there. They had what the second easiest schedule in the league. Yeah. Something like that. And we had what the third hardest. Mm -hmm. And what was our record? I think, I think our schedule kind of like fluctuated because before the year started, they, we had like the hardest. Yeah, we had like the, the third hardest okay. schedule, but then like teams like the 49ers got absolutely trashed right. with injuries and stuff like that. So going into the season, we had the third hardest schedule, but then like teams like Denver ended up being awful and teams like the 49ers ended up being subpar right. at best. Like there were. Because of injuries. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because of injuries. So, yeah, their their strength of schedule, and that also kind of touches on to how I feel the Cleveland Browns will do next season. Right. Um, Because, you know, everybody's kind of hyping them up that in in the J.J. Watt sweepstakes Mm -hmm. of, you know, hey, let's let's just get J.J. Watt, and that puts us over the hump, but nobody Mm -hmm. wants to talk about how their whole division kind of had a cupcake schedule this year. And, you know, next year when they're playing, you know, the division winners and stuff like that, you know, that's going to be a little bit tougher for them. So that relates to Pittsburgh and being that their team was very, very confident, even though and their fans were being very, very confident, even though 
Their team stinks, yeah. dude. Their team yeah. was awful. He was, uh, he's out here trying to say Joe Harris is going to lock up Stefan Diggs. You know, and Joe Harris was hurt. Yeah. It was, he didn't even know that. <laughs> I was like, Minka. Minka is like the only dude I can think of in their secondary that might be able to lock up or even keep up with Stefan Diggs. And even that, it's his route running. Have you yeah. seen Stefan Diggs run a route? That was... That's one thing that I can't understand is, you know, there's there's fans and this is a majority of them that like to go out and talk shit yeah. about everything. They're not what you would say the most knowledgeable fan. They're exactly. more the casual fan that right. knows the players. And, you know, you can have a corner like, say, like Joe Hayden or oh, something yeah, like Hayden, that. Yeah, Joe Hayden going up, you know, one of the best you know, route runners or receivers in the league right. in Stefan Diggs. And Joe Hayden's no slouch of a corner, no. but he was coming off of an injury. And even Joe Hayden, and I believe 100%, isn't as good at covering, like, to be able to absolutely shut down a guy like Stefan Diggs. So all these guys, yeah, there's these names on their teams, like Minka Fitzpatrick, that's a big name. Right. You know, Bud Dupree, that was a really big name, and now then they lost. Yeah. yeah, and then they lost Bud Dupree, and now he might be leaving in free agency because they have no money. Exactly. But you know, so it's how are they going to get JJ Watt? It's, That's another thing he tries to tell me. It's like, yeah, it's the casual fan that likes to go out there and talk the yeah. shit. But it's the fans that know their stuff, and I'll touch into this when I get into. And I'm not talking all Steelers. Fans no, dude. Just... I, the Steelers fans, I think are you know I love their I think city. They're a passionate fan base. I think when I'm thinking, you know, hardworking city, mm-hmm. you know, Buffalo's there, and you know Pittsburgh is just as much of a hardworking mm-hmm. steel, you know, city yes, yeah. workers, people that put their hard hats on, put, lace up their boots, and go to work every yep. day. So when I'm thinking, you know a fan base that's really, really passionate, and I love that they have a good team. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And this goes into my thing that I said earlier where I'm like, well, all fan bases kind of, you know, they have the assholes when it comes to talking, you know, talking shit about other. But no team has as much assholes in their fan base than the damn Miami Dolphins. And that is the team that I want to touch on because all season it makes it even worse because Steelers fans that were talking shit, not just to our team, but the other teams yeah. going in, they were 11 and 0 riding high. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the shit that they were talking when they had to face Cleveland in the, right. in the playoff game. The Browns is the Browns. Yeah, the Browns is the Browns. And legitimately, the reason why they hate each other so much as the Browns have been awful for so long. And like the Pittsburgh Steelers have had like three coaches back to back to back and like all of the success while the Browns have lost their team, been shitty, got their team back. But then their team, when their team left, they became the Baltimore Ravens who then got put in there in the same division. And then, like, there's just a bunch of stuff that the Browns fans have had to go through. And, yeah, they talk shit to each other. And that's why I think the Bills and the Dolphins have really, you know, become almost the exact same thing. Right. Especially now that the Bills have found some 
success in the last couple of years, our rebuild yeah. is kind of reaching its exactly. okay. Now let's just sustain this phase and win a fucking super. Yeah, Bowl. like we're we're at the point to where the team there's things we need to fix, but the main core of having Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, we've got Cole the Beasley. we've got the core set up to yeah. where let's sustain it. Let's bring guys in. Let's build through the draft. Let's keep, you know, let's keep this thing rolling. You know, how you doing? Let's keep going. And legitimately, Dolphins fans just weren't ready to accept that this year because, like I said earlier, I have I make videos. And, you know, being yeah. a Buffalo Bills YouTuber. You see them a lot. Yeah. When I made my – thankfully, I didn't start making videos till the Seattle Seahawks game. Mm-hmm. I started, and I absolutely just went nuts after we absolutely destroyed them. And from yeah. there, I found a passion and kept making videos. Good but but thank you. But then <laughs> after that, I was like, okay, I didn't get to talk about the first Dolphins game, which was, you know, that that's on me. I didn't get to talk about that. And I probably would have, yeah. you know, thought that, hey, the Miami Dolphins, you know, have a shot every year. You don't know what you're walking into. Hell, next year, Especially I'm with Fitzmagic. next year, I'm not even going to be able to confidently 100 percent say that we're going to sweep the Jets like yeah. they'll have a new coach and all this stuff. You have no idea what's coming. They're going to be like the wild card in our division. Right. What the hell are the Jets going to be? But like the Dolphins fans. It didn't start like after I made the Dolphins video. It started, I made a video making fun of Tua. Right. And I made fun of Tua because he got benched for the first time against Fitzpatrick. And it was, I did like a welcome to the AFC East meme with like Borat and all this stuff. And it showed these kids in a playpen with guns. And I put Dolphins training facility and I put Tua's face on them. And he was just like a little kid, like sitting there, Mm -hmm. not knowing what to do. And Dolphins fans did not enjoy that. I pretty much, I pretty much, you know, painted a target on my back. And, but little did I know how defensive, and this is for all fan bases, but how defensive the Miami Dolphins fans were this year because of how much they were overachieving this year. Yeah, exactly. In their rebuild last year, they were pretty much like a shoe in to be like the worst team in football, Mm -hmm. right? And then this year they come out and they have a really good defense for some. And they have know, a really good relief pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. But <laughs> uh, they have a really, really good defense where they picked up Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots. Exactly. And then they poached Jack Lawson from the Bills. A really good and, defense. They got 50 yeah. put up on them by the Buffalo Bills. Well, we'll get into that as well. Yeah. But we, uh, we go into, you know, they pick up. They have Xavier Xavier Howard, right? Yeah, and then Apparently, who the X? He's he's really good. Byron Jones, and then they go pick up Byron Jones in free agency too. They basically overhaul their defense. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores, defensive minded coach. I knew that their defense was going to be good this year, but then their offense decided they wanted to overachieve. Fitz was going mm-hmm. off. And then, like, they had a slow start, and then Fitz won. I believe it was like three in a row, or yeah. I, I think it was three in a row. They were like three and three, and they pretty much halted the brakes mm-hmm. on Fitzpatrick. They said, "Look, we just drafted this kid Tua in the draft uh, last year. It was all about tank for Tua, and you know somehow they were able to snag him. He fell, and they're like, all right. There was the end of the game where I think they were blowing out 
the Broncos don't don't quote me on that. Okay. I think that I think they were blowing out they were blowing out some Somebody. team. And they take Fitzpatrick out and for like the last two plays of the game, uh Tua goes in and then Tua sits on the field after the game and they have a whole PR thing where they're like, Oh, look at Tua on the mm-hmm. field and then, you know, good morning football talks about it and pro football talk talks about it and all these people start talking about it. Of course, golden boy. So then because they're in a big market like Miami, yeah. you know, they're yeah. always going to be, Beach. yeah, they're always going to be talked about, yeah. you know, highly because they're a larger market. It's been bad for a very long time. And, you know, they're like, okay, they've got their guy. You know, everybody yeah. wants to be like, oh my God, yay, Tua. Then comes the news that they're like, well, and this is my theory. I think that management saw that and was like, oh, well, you know, we need to start this kid. And I don't think Brian Flores wanted to start him yeah, because he he's the kind of coach that wants to win now. Exactly. And, you know, that's, that's I think, what the problem was this year and why I think they didn't do it the normal way you would mm-hmm. with. And th- don't worry, everybody, I'll wrap this around to the fans. But right now I'm talking about what is setting up this like this emotions that are in Miami Dolphins fans heads right. right now. And they go in and they, they give two of the start. They basically say Fitz, you know, thank you very much. Sit your ass on the bench. Right. We're putting the kid in. And it's like, why Fitzpatrick, you know, has won like three in a row. Exactly. He's doing why good. are you doing this? And Fitzpatrick goes out and he says, you know, this is heartbroken. I, I thought team. this was my team. This is the first time since Buffalo. I thought yep. this was really the first time. Uh, they ever put a team around me and side note i want to i want to thank fitzpatrick you know always giving a shout out to buffalo he went on the pat mcafee show and they he goes and pat tells you know fitzpatrick no one's ever really given you a chance no one's really put a team around you and he's like well i did actually go to buffalo and you know sign a long-term deal and i think they did try to put a team around me there and we did i buffalo really did try yeah the Fitzpatrick experiment, you know, it just didn't work out. But I think a lot of that too had to do with coaches and inconsistency in his play. And that's just who he is as a football player. But bring, bringing it back to Miami, Miami, he goes, okay, well, you know, I got benched now, whatever. But then, you know, they're playing and Tua kind of stinks it up against, uh, it wasn't the Broncos because the Broncos is actually the game where he was absolutely awful in and they lost to the Broncos. And no, and then they, yeah, they lost to the Broncos and they tried to put Fitzpatrick yeah. in to win and that didn't work out. Unlike the Raiders game, which we'll talk exactly, about. Yeah, we um, all know what happened. Yeah. There. So like Tua gets benched and everyone's like, oh my God, Tua got benched. This is crazy. Holy shit. Tua wasn't performing that well no, at no. all. And everybody can blame it on the offensive coordinator. That was the first thing Miami Dolphins fans started getting upset about is, oh, the offensive coordinator is garbage. Mm-hmm. Offensive co- well, the offensive coordinator wasn't garbage when Fitzpatrick was in, so why is the offensive coordinator garbage when two is in? Yeah. Well, he's being a little bit too you know, conservative with him. Oh, Chan Gailey being conservative? Who would have thought? You know, And legitimately, this is going on the whole year. And, you know, everybody's clowning to him. Everybody exactly. told them, you know, you should have picked Justin Herbert. You should have picked somebody like yeah. literally you picked two and the Chargers got Justin Herbert right after you. Justin Herbert literally won offensive rookie of the year. Exactly. So for the Chargers. Yeah. Like just that, that's already, if, if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, you're like, Oh my God. You know, like this is eating yeah. at you. Like Tua's not having a good year. He's getting benched. And you're having to put Fitzpatrick in, and you're wondering why didn't we just keep Fitzpatrick in if Tua wasn't ready? 
and you know you're getting but then you've got buffalo bills fans clowning you because they got josh allen and josh allen's doing really good you know the jets jets aren't saying shit (laughs) they're (laughs) awful and then yeah and then the patriots are still somehow even with like three quarterbacks that they have no idea cam newton sucks brian hoyer was in for a little bit and jared stidham is still you know the the jury's out on him i'm pretty sure he kind of stinks and you're kind of like yeah, but somehow, you know, you're eking out these wins like, oh, you've played Kansas City during the regular mm-hmm. season and, you know, Tua had that good game, but then Tua has a bad game and then Tua has, you know, an okay game. game yeah, yeah, and you're like, is this kid, you know, thing? And people are still egging you on. The media's like, yeah. oh, my God, they benched Tua again. Like, you know, the the Raiders game, They honestly, I think they should have lost that game. Uh, But Brian Flores was the type of coach that's like, you know what, whatever, you know, in other positions when you're not performing well, you get pulled out. That's what happens, you know, next man up. This guy, if you don't want to perform well, maybe this guy will. I think that that's different with the quarterback position. I think a lot of Dolphins fans felt that way. And the fact that they were getting clowned for it, they were getting angry. And, you know, that all boiled up to that final game against Buffalo this Mm -hmm. year where it was like, okay, two is about to light y'all up. Y'all are... Y'all aren't ready for Tua. You know, Tua, you faced Fitzpatrick this year and almost lost. Now you're about to face Tua. And it was like, you know, I was thinking about and it. He had no backup plan in that game. Yeah, so and this this was, and I think this is the thing that made Miami fans more angry. Because I made, I made the Tua video. Yep. And then I made the thing saying that we were going to absolutely destroy the Dolphins. And actually, Which I didn't say did. Actually, I didn't say that because... I didn't know if we were going to have our starters in or not. And oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I acknowledged that the Dolphins were a good team. But yet still, Tua's going to cook y'all. Can't wait to meet y'all in the playoffs. And then we going to bounce you out in the first round of the playoffs, which, you know, we all see how yeah, that ended exactly. up. But legitimately, you know, their fans, are, you know, as a fan, you have to have a certain level of confidence. And that yeah. brings it back to the Pittsburgh thing. They have those fans they're really, really overconfident. And then you've got the fans that see the team for as it is. It wasn't a fully complete team. Exactly. The offense wasn't really there. The fans that know what the fuck they're yeah, talking the, about. Yeah, the fans that really, really know what they're talking about. And, you know, a lot of the fans, though, on social media, the Dolphins fans, you know, I know Dolphins fans like Raul, the guy who works for our mom. Yeah. You know, he's oh, a Dolphin. I know a bunch of Dolphins fans. Yeah, he. And a lot of them just say, uh, yeah, dude, we suck. Yeah, it's fine. Well, it wasn't it wasn't even that they thought they suck. I said you guys have a good team. Tua's just I think you guys are handling Tua the wrong way. I think right. that the best course of action would have been either stick with him the whole year, like other teams were doing, like Cincinnati or the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Chargers kind of did it inadvertently because, you know, Tyrod Taylor launched another young quarterback's yeah, career. Exactly. But, you know, that's why teams should be signing him. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna draft a guy, sign Tyrod Taylor exactly. because whenever he gets taken out, you know, every the the next, next guy, guy up, up is always a ball. Yeah, he's usually a pretty good uh, football player. But no, there's you've got this. I think there were two things you needed to do: either sit him the whole year if you didn't think that you know he was right, mm-hmm. let him learn under Fitz. You know, you didn't need to make the playoffs. They were at the point in their rebuild where last year they were supposed to be the worst team in football, exactly. right? Yeah. This year it was like the Jets. Yeah. No. Well, this year it was like, it was Jets, okay, but... you should yeah, it was the Jags. <laughs> but it was like winning six to seven games with your newly revamped right. Like your newly revamped defense. 
that's what you needed to do. And but yet they overshot it. They won some games that nobody thought that they could win. Mm-hmm. You know, they were the Patriots were worse than expected. The Dolphins seeked out some extra wins that nobody thought exactly. that they would have. And they ended up at ten and six. And it's not very often you end up at ten and six and don't make the playoffs. But as AFC East teams do know, that happens to us a lot. The yep. Patriots would always go like like twelve and four or yeah. you know, like yeah, thirteen and three. And, you know, another team might go like nine and seven Mm -hmm. or something like that. And you wouldn't make the playoffs. And this year, that team was the Buffalo Bills and the Dolphins the whole year. There were people hyping them up, saying, hey, they're going to catch Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo is that good of a team. You know, the big market bias. They want Miami to be the team that succeeds. And, you know, I can tell why people want that because, you know, that, you know, that works better when it comes to the media narrative. Mm -hmm. But Buffalo overall was a better team. And I think Miami Dolphins fans knew that they were like, okay, you know, we've, we see you guys got Stefan Diggs, you know, we're in like year three of our rebuild around Josh Allen. Like we've, we've done it the right way. Mm -hmm. And Miami, it almost felt like they were trying to skip the line a little bit. They were trying to be like, Hey, you know, Brian Flores was doing the pitcher thing, trying to skip the line to be like, Hey, we're further ahead than we should be, but really the best course of action I think would have been either start Tua the whole year, keep him in the whole whole game, don't sit him, he's got to get his licks in, he's got to learn, and, you know, or have him sit behind Fitzpatrick Mm -hmm. the whole year, let Fitzpatrick go after this year, and then let it be be Tua's team next year. I think that that would have been, but they were so wishy-washy, and now they're in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson. And this is where I want to get into why their fans are eek me so much. They irk me. And it makes me so angry because they repeatedly go on my post or mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, yeah, you can call this a personal vendetta or something like that. I know Dolphins fans that are really, really good, like I said, like yeah, Raul, guys like that. They understand. Uh, some dude at the I, – I sat at the car dealership while I was getting my car worked on, yeah. and there was a Dolphins fan sitting there. We literally sat there the whole time I was getting my oil changed, and we talked about, you know, the Dolphins and the Bills and what I thought the Dolphins could do and right. what – you know, this was right after the AFC championship game. Okay. Yeah, so much for, you know, getting bounced out in the first round again for us that a lot yeah. of Dolphins fans were telling me. But, you know, all this stuff – and the one thing that really gets me were the fans that said Josh Allen is trash. And I don't understand that. People still say that. Yeah, there's still this narrative that they don't want to believe that another team in their division that's rebuilding has their quarterback, has exactly. their guy. They found that guy, like New England. Had, to, had to have all they talk about this year is how they should have drafted Justin Herbert yep. and how Josh Allen was being compared to Patrick Mahomes. Nobody wanted to hear that from the Dolphins because they're rebuilding just like we were. And we're to the point to where our team can now have sustained success. Mm -hmm. And a lot of their fans like to say, oh, well, next year we're going to get you. You know, it's always that. It's always next year. It's always we're going to get you next year. We're going to get you next year. 
And, you know, that's how I felt as a Buffalo fan for so long, and again, dude. And again, and again, and, and again. And the one thing that – it was New England before. We were all yeah. like, New England, you suck, even though we knew that they were a good yeah, team. Exactly. We knew that they were – like, literally every year that Tom Brady played, they had, a, like, a 50% chance of going to the Super exactly. Bowl. So it was like, all right, you know, now – New England isn't that team, at least right now anymore. Buffalo is that team who right, finally took exactly. the division, the who I think was primed to take the division last year, too, from New England. You could yep. see that the guard was changing, and the team that everybody was talking about in the division was, oh, you know, the Patriots are good, but watch out for those Buffalo Bills. Exactly. And it turned into the Miami Dolphins this year where we were on top, and it was yep. like, oh, watch out for those Miami Dolphins. And then, you know, their experiment, it didn't work. They mm-hmm. they got a couple of bad – some bad luck in games, and Tua didn't perform, and, and it ended up we clinched the division after we yep. whooped the Broncos. And, you know, the, no, they couldn't handle that. So the hate that got projected towards the – got projected towards the New England Patriots for so long is now on the Buffalo Bills because they're the team that's on the winning side. Right. And that that's what happens, and their fans – I don't think understand it because we like to talk shit back to them because we we as fans we defend our quarterback but for them their quarterback was getting attacked they tried yeah. some tried to defend it some even said that yeah we think Fitz should start and we need to draft a quarterback this year hell some of them they're already throwing Tua under the bus bus trying to get Deshaun Watson oh, in yeah. Miami and that's another big thing too is like every fan base, especially like the Buffalo Bills, when there's free agents, they're like, oh, we're going to get him. Mm-hmm. We're going to get him. Oh, Chris Godwin's a free agent. He's coming to Miami. Oh, Deshaun Watson's up for a trade. Oh, well, guess what? Miami's going to get him. He oh, wants to go to Miami. Yeah, yeah he yeah. wants to go to Miami. Russell Wilson was having some issues there, and everybody thinks that they're going to trade Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. oh, the Miami Dolphins need to go out and get Russell Wilson. There's reports that the Miami Dolphins were shopping, trying to get or trying to get some of those guys. Like their options remain open, and you know their fans, they're so full because they're a big market. That's right, the thing; exactly. they can attract people. They everybody like, wants to go down to Miami, man. Yeah, it's like being a Lakers fan. You know, it's yeah. like, like. But my problem with that, and I wish that a lot of Miami Dolphins fans would understand this, is they pay a ton of money for their players. I think they overpay some guys. Like what they did Shaq Lawson, they paid Shaq Lawson $2 million a year Mm. more than Buffalo was willing to do it. And Shaq Lawson really, you know, he did some good things in Miami this year, but he wasn't that Shaq Lawson that was dominant on the Buffalo Bills, you know? So, you know... Miami fans, they, you know, have this stuff that, you know, they're in, it's insecurities. It's really insecurities about the team in general. And Buffalo Bills fans have it. We but, have it, it, yeah. you know, you know, saying Josh Allen's trash. And, yeah, he when we when he first started, yeah, he wasn't there. Of but there was, there was, like, you know, signs. Like, he hurtled Anthony Barr in the Minnesota game. And we, and we were, were like, all like, Ooh. yeah, we were like, oh, my God. We love the grit that yeah. this kid has. Two hasn't shown that to them. But they still want to defend to it, but they also want to get someone in there quick yeah. because, you know, they want to be on the winning things. They want to skip the line in their rebuilding cycle. And, you they're, know, they're not patient. And that could easily result in them being reset all the way back. Exactly. Like, you can go out and pay all these guys this big money. They but what happens? the Jets, Jake. What happens when you get stuck in a big, like, cap situation? And then you can't pay anybody, yep. and then you got to start cutting guys that you started signing these big deals, and then you're back at square one. 
like Tua isn't doing anything, you get rid of Tua mm-hmm. or, you know, Tua, you know, once his rookie deal's up, you know, he hasn't performed or anything, so you just let him go and, you know, all that stuff. And there's just so many things that they're afraid might happen and what they've had to deal with and what every team in the AFC East has had to deal with for the last 20 years and I'm not ready. being able to keep a team that is able to compete for their division, always rebuilding, going in, firing your coach, always rebuilding. Yeah. And, you know, there's just – they're afraid of that, and they project that onto us, and that's one of the things that just irks me so bad about Miami Dolphins fans. So if you guys did agree with that at all, then, you know, Miami Dolphins fans, if for some reason you're a Miami Dolphins fan and you're listening to this, hello. Yes, you might not be the most uh, annoying one that I've ever encountered. Sure. While there are many, there are good ones out there. And I, I do see you and I do understand that you just want your team to be good and you deserve to have a good team, you know, for the 20 years of suck that we've all had. Just like Buffalo deserves exactly. a good team, just like the Jets deserve a good team. Everybody deserves to have a good team, but not everybody gets it. <laughs>